I'm Kate Daniels. The March of Dimes does important, incredible work in the world for families, helping babies born prematurely to have a real chance at life, helping families bring home the children that are born to them ultra-early. One such family is with us this morning, and I'm so grateful that Adam and Nisha Bremer are here and so willing to open their experience, their lives with us. Good morning, Nisha and Adam Bremeyer. It is so wonderful to have you join us this morning as we celebrate such a special baby. Well, both your daughters, but in particular, little Mila. And uh, it's wonderful that she is part of this great celebration of your being the ambassador family for the March of Dimes March for Babies this year. Thank you for having us. We're really excited to share about her. Well, I am really grateful. I think it really takes a lot to open yourselves up and to share the story. So how old is Mila at this time now? So Mila is currently 13 months old um, by birth, but... Nine months adjusted is what we would say. So she was born March 13th last year, and her original due date was actually July 4th last year. So... She came uh, roughly 16 weeks early. And that's incomprehensible to think of a birth that young. And she weighed in at, at what was her weight? Um, her weight at birth was 1 pound 7.6 ounces. And that is almost mind-boggling to think of some child so tiny. So in your case, Nisha, what was uh, your experience? Did you already know that you were going to have a premature birth? Um, I did not. Um, It was actually very unexpected. We went to the ER because I wasn't feeling well, kind of feeling like I was in labor, and spent about a day figuring out that I actually was in active labor so, yes, very unexpected and not part of our, our birth plan, for sure. And just to put it in perspective, you already have one daughter, and that birth went just as was to be expected. Is that so? Yep, a pretty typical pregnancy and um, delivery. And then along came this tiny little bundle, Mila, and she decided she wanted to be here extra early. She did. Yes, she did. Um, so... We were fortunate to have 16 extra weeks with her um, outside of outside of the womb, but um, definitely wasn't part of our plan um, for her to be that early. And what was the feeling for each of you, uh, for Nisha and for Adam? What did it feel like to have this teeny tiny baby born so far in advance? Um, I would say that we really didn't know what to do, um, especially our first experience in the NICU. We weren't sure you know, can we touch her? Um, Do we talk to her? We really were unsure of um, all the logistical pieces. So I would say we were just really in shock and then kind of just dove into learning about how to care for um, a really a micropreemie. And I think uh, for me, some of the hardest parts early on was that we originally, we live in Chelan, and so our hospital was in Wenatchee, and so we were flown to Seattle um, unexpectedly. And our older daughter, who was two at the time, um, she had to stay home. And while we were in Seattle trying to figure out what we were going to do, and we really didn't believe we'd be taking Mila home at all. So there was a range of emotions. And I think the one, the best way that I describe to people what it's like for a baby born that 
early is if you can hold a lime in the palm of your hand, um, that was the size of her head. That's a great perspective and then really shocking to think of anything so tiny, obviously so fragile. It is, yeah. And it's, again, we, you know, trying to spend as much time with her, but also trying to figure out how we were going to take care of uh, two children four hours apart was just something that was a little difficult, but we had an amazing um, support system of family and friends. So it really, it made it much easier. So while Mila was in the NICU in Seattle, because this is where it exists, Chelan is too tiny an area, uh, Eastern Washington perhaps doesn't have that available, right? Yes, that's correct. And so did one of you stay in Seattle through that entire time? No, we actually um, split the week. So we would each come back and forth to um, be with our older daughter, Ariana, and then one of us would be over in Seattle, and we've kind of overlapped some of our days as well. That really takes some concerted effort and determination to, to make that happen. And yet, of course, it probably got to feel natural because you're talking about your infant daughter. Yeah, I mean, it felt very unnatural to not be with her all the time. Um, however, the team um, that was caring for her at Swedish was so amazing that when we would call in while we were home, um, they would really give us such a great update that it felt like we were there and that we knew what was going on. So just it was an adjustment for us because it was a different experience than our first, but it was certainly still um, a wonderful experience in the sense that we knew she was being cared for. And I understand that all that travel back and forth across the mountains, some of it probably not through such great weather, you totaled, what was it, like 7,000 miles? It was, yeah, it was close. It was seven or 8,000 miles. That's a rough estimate because a lot of times we would drive separately. So based on when we were arriving or when we were expected to leave. So sometimes we may leave on the same day, but we were driving two different cars. Um, or one of us would fly and then we'd drive back together. So that was kind of assuming one car, but we were doing that uh, on two different vehicles as well. And fortunately enough, she was born in March, so we did have a lot of great weather. We, you know, fully realized it could have been much more difficult. And so her due date was July 4th, and she came home a day prior to that? Is that what happened? She did. We were actually released from the NICU um, on July 3rd, which was definitely not what we expected when we first went into the hospital. Um, the estimation was around late July, but she was just arriving and and ready to go home early July. And isn't that amazing? Because, of course, a premature baby, that's it. She is born, a child is born without everything fully developed. It has to happen in the NICU. And she had these challenges, but all of them were overcome without surgery. Isn't that so? She, yeah, she didn't have any surgeries. She has overcome everything that you know, they, they warned us about that could happen. She had really little effect. Um, even now, as she's getting older, it's things that, okay, we got to watch for these things at this milestone, and she just continues to progress upward, and she continues to exceed our expectations. So, you know, preparing to not have her at all um, and for her to not survive labor, everything else was like, you know, it's, as long as she's alive, that's all that matters. And to see that she's uh, you know, she's a little small, but that she is 
a completely healthy 13-month-old baby is just really amazing. And knowing that um, there's a lot of families and there's a lot of parents and a lot of babies that are born, you know, at 23 weeks or even later um, that aren't as healthy. And, you know, we see some of the, the TV shows and some of these things that happen, and it's, it really is incomprehensible the wonders that some of these hospitals can do and, and the work of Marcia Dimes and the NICU nurses and the doctors. You know, we are, we're just we're very grateful for, for the entire process and, and the entire last year. It does feel like it's in that realm of being a miracle. Would you agree? Um, yeah, we would. You know, we didn't say that early on, but we've heard so many people say it. And eventually um, you hear that enough and you start to think about it. And, it's, you know, she she really is a miracle. So it's uh, it, it's very surreal. And, you know, we just we enjoy when we were in the NICU, they told us to take it day by day. And um, even now, you know, over a year later, it's still something that that we do. We just we enjoy it. Um, day by day. Which isn't a bad philosophy for any of us to live by all of the time, wouldn't you say? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) And so here she is, this lovely little 13-month-old child, and you're saying how all the, the staff, all the medical staff was so important. And you do have mentioned, of course, the March of Dimes, which is why we are connected here this morning to share the information of what they have done. How did they support you on your journey? While we were in the NICU, we actually um, met Anne relatively soon after being admitted to the NICU. And um, she was our March of Dimes coordinator at Swedish. And she was wonderful in in really just befriending us and helping us to feel like this was our new environment. She heard from Mila in the sense that she came in and really, like, talked to us and knew all the updates, as well as coordinating the team meetings for the family and the neonatologists, the nurses, the doctors um, that we would meet with weekly for the about the first month that we were there. And then just the follow-up she did with us, um, she stayed in really close contact. She put together different family events so that we actually met other parents that were in the NICU. We didn't really feel quite so alone. Um, she also just coordinated us learning, doing an infant CPR class before we even left. So honestly, at the end of it, I just felt like she was a really good friend. And that's just how connected we felt to it. We also learned a lot from our doctors and nurses that much of the work that they do with micropremies is learned through the research that the March of Dimes does. So it was just a very fascinating experience and so much that we didn't know about March of Dimes prior to having this experience and nor would we have known. And of course, we don't necessarily want individually to have the experience of learning what March of Dimes does in just as you needed to, but in your sharing the story, hopefully we're getting that experience vicariously as to the value, the utter importance of their work. Yeah, and we, you know, I really had no idea. You know, I knew about the March of Dimes, but I really didn't know what they did. And, you know, through this whole experience, you know, there's a number of ways that we wanted to get involved. And being an ambassador family, um, letting people know what they do. And overall, for me, 
being there for other families that are, you know, in the NICU for one day or for four months, you know, it doesn't matter that they can use us as a resource. And for us, it was that hope of success from other babies that came out of the NICU and and lived a totally healthy life. We just want to be that story that other parents and other families can, can look to. And would you just simply underscore that, Nisha? Absolutely. You know, we really, um, I guess in our house, we've really had this idea of like hope, feeling hope in other families that, you know, we don't wish this experience upon anyone, but if they were to be in this experience that they could read about or hear about Mila's story and, um, and just have hope. And in hearing you share that, it feels like out of uh, what is really such adversity, such good has happened, and it shows how, you know, we really ideally would want the world to be working, how we are really there to support and work with each other and all toward good results. That's the way it feels to me. Absolutely. Um, I know a lot of people say it takes the village to raise children, and I think in the sense um, with Mila, it absolutely took took a village, um, and we want to be, you know, that village for other families to be able to support them. And in doing so, of course, I think then I hear the an invitation that others hearing this story, hearing the message, will get out and participate in the various walks that we have going on and support the work of the March of Dimes. Yes, that absolutely. Um, I know there's three coming up. Uh, the one that we will be participating in is the one in Seattle um, on May 4th, and that's going to be our first time doing it. Um, we do have, uh, we hope to have a large contingent of family and friends there to support us, and that is something, it will be our first, but it certainly won't be our last. And so that's going to be, you know, just one way that we hope to continue to share what the March of Dimes does and to raise money, to walk, and let people know that um, there's this great organization out there that really does change lives. And it sounds like it does it at so many levels that, you know, we won't necessarily have that experience, but to help others like yourselves, Adam and Nisha, to go through this and to have little Mila have such a great start in life, you know, this is really what we're all about. Absolutely. Um, And we're just so thankful for, A, learning about this program and experiencing firsthand what the March of Dimes does. So we're happy at this event if other families would like to come out and meet with us and talk to us, even if they don't have a preemie baby or they haven't had a birth experience, just to know more about it. But certainly if you are a parent and would love to come, we would love to meet with you and talk to you and share our experience. That is a very great invitation, and we hope that many will definitely take you up on that and get a chance to mingle with you and see what a delight you are, what a great joy it is to have this new little daughter in your family and in the world. Thank you. Yeah, we, we are looking forward to it. Yeah, thank you, and, and thank you for letting us share our story. We really appreciate it. Well, really, you know, I'm the one who's grateful because I think that it takes so much to be this open, and I am grateful that you are willing to do that and you see the great value in doing so. So many thanks to you for your generosity and your openness. Thank you. Terry Yoder, good morning. Thank you so greatly for being with us this morning. 
Good morning. Thank you for having us, Kate. I am so pleased. It is so perfect to have you with us at this point because we've just had this amazing conversation with the Bremeyers, with Adam and Nisha talking about gorgeous little Mila and how well she's doing. And of course, they're talking about the NICU unit and about how March of Dimes and the March for Babies in particular now coming up is so important in their lives. So now we're reaching out to you, Terry, as the executive director of March of Dimes to give us a little more insight about the work that really does go on behind the scenes of the NICU and creating that happening. Absolutely. And we are so grateful for Adam and Nisha for sharing their story and giving us, and for you all for giving us the space to talk about the work that we're doing through the March of Dimes. Uh, The March of Dimes has been around for a very long time. And so it's a name that people seem to be very familiar with. And, um, Originally, the March of Dimes was started over 80 years ago when our focus was on finding a cure for polio. And what's really amazing is that the March of Dimes has had the benefit of being one of the few organizations out there who have outlined a mission at some point in their existence, achieved it, and then expanded upon that mission based on the current needs of our community. So we're really proud of the fact that polio is almost non-existent because of the research founded by the March of Dimes. And now we're working towards a world where this is also the case for premature birth. So um, one of the many areas of focus within our mission, which is fighting for the health of moms and babies, is um, working specifically with our NICU family support programs. And so additionally, you know, we're working towards this world where there is no premature birth um, through supporting research, Um, We're advocating for policies that prioritize the health of our moms and babies. We're providing programs um, and resources to and for the community. We're working on educating medical professionals and healthcare systems around the state and around the country. We're also looking at opportunities for us to unify local communities around this mission and partnering with organizations and companies who share our mission and focus. And a big piece of this work that we do locally is through our NICU family support programs. And here in Seattle, we have a March of Dimes employee actually at the Swedish First Hill campus in Seattle. And this program in particular really works to support families like Adam and Nisha during their time at the NICU. And they did certainly say how critically important that was to them. And I think we can appreciate that this is something that just basically drops out of the blue. You have no idea of what's going on or how to navigate. And to have someone on your staff present to help navigate just alleviates so much stress and anxiety. Yes, that is a a very, um, we're so privileged to be able to be a part of that journey with these families. And it is a, a common thread that we hear, you know, that the March of Dimes is really there to provide some educational and emotional support as they go through this journey. As you said, it's sprung on people and it's, it's not planned. And every circumstance um, which lands a family in the NICU is, um, is different. So um, we're very honored to be able to be part of that journey with these families and offer that support that they need. It's a privilege. It really is. And so there's just so much that is so wonderful about this, you know, sharing the story of how the March of Dimes 
originated around polio yeah. and how it's now basically we could think of it as eradicated or primarily yeah. eradicated, right? To yeah. see yeah. how those efforts led to that really parallels the hope that we have for all the, all that can change with premature births. And we really are seeing so much advancement and assistance in that area. Absolutely. One of the um, areas of focus that I mentioned was really supporting research um, and right now, we're, we're pioneering research, um, you know, around the world that's really making this, this vision and this hope possible for us. The March of Dimes, we established the nation's first prematurity research centers to help us sort of solve the problems and the mysteries surrounding premature births. So we have six centers right now, and including our newest one that just opened in London, so we're global, which is very exciting. Um, and these centers are really hard at work collaborating on ideas and, and sharing information with each other about the results that they are discovering. We did have a really exciting breakthrough um, in the Ohio Collaborative, so based in Ohio, and this group specifically spearheaded the largest genome-wide study of premature birth that was ever conducted, which included more than 50,000 pregnancies that they studied. And this study resulted in identifying the locations of no fewer than six genes whose specific expressions play a significant role in causing the conditions that bring about premature birth. So this is a really exciting breakthrough in our, through our Ohio Collaborative that um, is really showing how we're, we're working towards a world where we can, we can hopefully put an end to premature birth. Absolutely. That is exciting. Yeah. Yes. And, <laughs> and, and then the exciting part of it is to realize that each and every one of us in some way is able to be part of that because certainly it takes fundraising. It takes these yeah, funds and yeah. they don't magically appear. They come from the March of Dimes, who organizes ways that we can participate and really do this supportive work. We can make our donations, and in a fun way, because these wonderful marches, the March for Babies, are coming up here in our area. That is right. It is March for Babies season here at the March of Dimes. <laughs> and so we have four walks coming up um, in the next several weeks across the state. So we have a walk in Spokane a walk in Snohomish County in Everett. We have a walk in the South Sound. And then we also have a walk here in Seattle. And this walk in Seattle is the one that the Bremeyers mentioned that they were going to be present at. So that's yeah, uh, very exciting. They can't spread themselves all over the place. They have two no. children. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yes, the one in Seattle is coming up on, on May 4th. And it's just a um, it's a wonderful day where, you know, our March of Dimes community really bands together um, in our fight for the health of all moms and babies. So um, we will be there on May 4th at the Seattle Center. Um, if you're interested in learning more or joining us that day, you can go to the marchforbabies.org website. And it's most, um, most convenient to search by zip code. And the walk closest to you will, will pop up. And you have the opportunity to either register on a team, register as an individual, or if you're unable to join but would still like to fundraise, you can register as a virtual walker. Yes. So th there's so many ways to be able to participate. And just with the few things that you've mentioned that were that are huge, 
parts of what the March of Dimes is doing. This is our way, whatever gift, whatever donation we can make, maybe we can fundraise and support our walk, I mean, in a in a huge way, then that's great too. But in whatever way we can, I think it's significant to remember that we participate and we are part of making this difference and, and really healing uh everyone healing families healing babies and creating a better world oh that's yes absolutely and we are we are so grateful for everyone who comes out and joins us in this effort you know march for babies is a very special day and a day where we really focus on hope and specifically hope for the day when all moms and babies are healthy and every step that you take in this program really makes a difference towards getting us to that that goal um, it's also a day where we remember those babies who we lost and honor them with the special tributes throughout the day. And then we celebrate as well with fun activities for the whole family, including our NICU graduates, babies in our community, and just across the country in general. So it is, it is, um, it is a really special day. Um, it will happen rain or shine, but let's hope for shine. Um, and I would be remiss if I didn't mention, of course, everybody's favorite part of events like this. Um, we have a superhero sprint where little kiddos can put on purple capes, and it is the only running component of this event. It is, a, it is an enjoyable day. Um, it is a non-competitive walk, but the superhero sprint is very entertaining, and it's always everyone's favorite part of the day. I am sure. And, you know, try and hold those little ones down, especially if you put a cape on them. They are definitely superheroes. <laughs> that is the truth. That is the truth. <laughs> and so uh, in Seattle, which probably is one of the largest walks, registration happens early in the morning, but it's not excessively early, but it's a great way to get this day off to a good start. Absolutely. Registration will open that day at 8 a.m., and our walk begins at 9 a.m. And it is a three-mile walk, so it's a good distance. You're exactly right. You can wake up and uh, come out today, get a nice walk in, um, celebrate with your friends and loved ones, and go about the rest of your day. Yes. And feel just so strongly empowered, I feel, because we're doing something, well, it's good for us to get out and have that walk. But by being there, really creating a better, healthier world. And, you know, the past serves as the educator for what is possible. And by participating, we're all part of that solution. Absolutely. And we're making great strides um, and great parts due to our amazing community of supporters and partners. And we are just so grateful. We're really grateful. And we're really excited. It's going to be a wonderful day. The other walks that we have are coming up, too, and they are right around the corner. So if anybody would be unable to enjoy Seattle or a couple of these other walks might be closer to you, we'd love to see you there as well. So for our Snohomish Walk and our Spokane Walk that are happening across the state, those are coming up next weekend on April 27th. And then our walk in the South Sound will be held at Cheney Stadium, and that's happening on, on May 11th. So there are a couple options to get involved all over the state. Precisely. And then, of course, if uh, timing just doesn't work out for some reason, that virtual walk, I think that's a Absolutely. great, right? Yes, that's so, a great way to support. Absolutely. And we can just go to marchforbabies.org, right? Absolutely. Just go to marchforbabies.org and enter your zip code and select the option that works best for you. Well, there are such great things going on. It's so exciting. Your work must really feel so empowering for you, Terry. 
You know, it is. It is. You know, premature birth is the largest contributor to infant death in the United States. And in this country alone, one in 10 babies is born prematurely each year. So it is, it's a real honor to be representing this organization and the work that's being done both, you know, in our, in our country and here locally in Washington State. And we look forward to doing great things in the future. Well, again, there's a great history, a lot of really great things are being done. The Bremeyers attest to mm-hmm. what has gone on in their life. That's a very current story. And little Mila is thriving. That's the kind of story we want to keep on hearing and not have to actually go through the whole process of a premature birth, hopefully. But regardless, when that happens, that the NICU is there, the staff is well-trained yeah. and there to support. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, such great news, great stories, and wonderful things that are happening. And Terry Yoder, I'm just so grateful to you for being here to give us a little more insight so we have a better understanding. And of course, that invitation to be participants. Yes. We hope to see you there. We hope to see you there at one of our four walks. And Kate, thank you so much for giving us the time this morning. We really appreciate it. Well, I have this privilege of being able to offer those kinds of gifts. So aren't I in a great situation as well?